You are listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana, a podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode to be single or not to be. So today's topic is how do you know when it's time to move on? And to this, I say that everyone has their own bandwidth and capacity in regards to how much they can take before leaving. However, I think we're now in a space, you know, 2019, where we should only want to be in relationships, especially if you've been listening to the podcast, where you should only want to be in relationships that are thriving and not surviving for the sake of being in them. And we should all have a barometer in place just to know when it's time to let go. Because I know we've all been guilty of staying way past the expiration date. But I think at some point we all have to grow up. And that's not associated with any age. That's associated with just wanting to do better and trying to reach a level of maturity where you're not doing what people consider insane, doing the same thing over and over. So I think that for today's episode, we're going to go through some scenarios. We're going to do things a little bit differently. And we're going to go through some real life scenarios on when it may be time to go because we have a lot of varied um, opinions in the room. So we'll be able to share what we think is safe to st- safe when it's safe to stay or when it's time to go. And I'm just going to keep my two cents right there. I was about to say a little bit more to might give it away. But before we get started, we have some reoccurring guests on the episode. I'm going to start off here. Miss Cass, say hello. Hey, y'all. Up next, we have our in-house wife, Miss Tori. <laughs> Hi. And last but not least, niece, we have... Positively meek. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So, ladies, the first one. The trust has been broken repeatedly. <laughs> one, what does this show up as? Because typically, you know, we all going to say, oh, it's cheating. But, you know, and like how many times is enough? But other than cheating, how can trust be broken? You lying. No effort, uh, lack of communication. Lack of communication, no effort being put forth. So when the person, whether it be a woman or a man, whoever your partner may be, um, no longer shows interest in even talking Mm. about certain things. Even the disagreements or the quote-unquote arguments or heated discussions slow down. You got to make a determination like... That apathy. Is this something because we're in a healthy relationship or is this this person at this point is just kind of like, you know what? Checking out. Fed out, fed up with it. Yeah. When it slows down. Mm -hmm. Because they say when a woman stops complaining and stuff like that, she's kind of on her way out the door. For me... Oh, we can't talk about yeah, that. Girl. I'm sorry. That, don't say our words. Our word is retarded. They said, Cole, I think, yo, Spank or one of them said that our word is retarded. You can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> so I think for me, like I, outside of infidelity, it's really important for me to show up for people. Okay. And to have people show up for me. So, like, if you have said that you were going to show up and you don't do that or you're very inconsistent in that, that breaks down the trust. And yeah. so I just don't feel like I can rely on you and or that I can ask you for anything. And that to me is really important in a relationship. So if I can't do that, then I can just be by myself and not have like, what are we to doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we doing? So trust broken repeatedly, we in or out. It's time to go. Yes. Out. Your out. trust is broken. Time to go. People not showing up for you, time to go. SpongeBob spirit. Yeah. You doing more than what they doing. Time to go. So the next thing, abusive. Now, mind you, let me give me a little bit of leeway. Let's talk about what are the different forms of abuse. And I think we touched on this a little bit on a previous episode. But in you all's experience, I would say in my experience, I've dealt with um, emotional abuse. Because, yes. like I said, that's sometimes worse than the physical abuse. Because physical, physical abuse, you hit me, it stings, it's over with. Fortunately, I've never had that. But I think it's emotional. What other kind of abuses are there? Neglect. So in a relationship, there can be emotional neglect or just neglect, period, when you're not meeting my needs. And one of them may be my need to trust you Mm. or know that you're being faithful. So cheating is a form of neglect. And Um, a form of abuse. It is because it tears down a person's self-esteem of other things like internally that is hard to recover from. Mm. Okay. And a lot of times, especially when you do things repeatedly, it may be a person that either may not be able to identify like they can't connect to the fact that what they're doing hurts you on a level that they'll never understand. Right. Because one, they may not be able to feel that same hurt. If it was done to them, they may have that mentality of I'm just going to get that person back. Or if they're a narcissist. Yeah. I was going to say, that's just the game they play. Yeah. 
the inability to feel. So yeah. if you're in a situation like that, you've, you're going through different kinds of abuse and the person isn't showing up in the capacity that you need them to, and the situation has lowered your esteem or sent you into a depression, one, I want to ask, have any of you all ever encountered something like this? You almost shouted. <laughs> I have, and it, I was very young, so I didn't even recognize that's what it was until I was out of it and realized that that person's actions had such an effect on me that now it affects how even I interact with other people. Okay. How I approach other things. Um, Give us a little bit more details. Like, what was going on? Um, basically, emotional verbal abuse. Um, essentially, mental abuse because it affected how I thought about myself. Okay. Um, and how I thought I viewed other people. Well, how I thought about how other people viewed you me. based on what they put right. in mind. Um, I was. It was very indirect. Okay. Um. But he knew what he was doing, but it did, it slid up on me like, dang, I had to, you know, have that counseling moment and self-awareness to realize, like, I'm this way or I interact with other people this way because of the actions of this other person, whether it because he was hurt or whatever the reason he did what he did in our relationship. That affected how I, you know, interacted with other people. And it was very, his was very verbal, which essentially turned into like mental and emotional. Abuse. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to paint that picture for the listeners for sure. And I think what you said is true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That most of us who have been in relationships that have been emotionally or verbally abusive don't even realize that that's what we were contending with mm-hmm. until after the fact. Okay. You just know that like, okay, it's we're fighting all the time and we just don't seem to be on the same page. It's always my fault. It's right. Like I can't do anything right. I can Mm -hmm. never please this person. And then after you're able to leave that and you get some, some education and some knowledge, it's like, okay, yeah, this person always beating me down or waiting until I, you know, my spirit feels lifted to say something negative to me or to, you know, to call me out of my name and to do so on a consistent basis. I don't believe people should call each other out of their names. But, like, it's a different situation where it's like, you ain't shit and we have an argument to where you lucky I'm even with you and that's Mm -hmm. a consistent conversation that Mm -hmm. you're always having. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't realize that. I think physical abuse is, is much more readily recognized but we don't realize like how impactful that emotional and verbal damage right. is too. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've had situations um in my past where <laughs> this it, episode making y'all all whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was a little nervous. I was like, sis, am I am I am I hitting too deep? Nah, like, like, talk, um, like so, y'all talk too uh, low. So, um, <laughs> points where you feel unlovable, like, mm-hmm. and that person has you feeling like you crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm I'm asking you questions and you got me feeling like. I'm doing the most because I'm confronting you with what we both know is the truth. But you so good at lying or manipulating the situation. It's like you can't trust me. So that's why this relationship don't work. I can't be faithful because you don't trust that I can be faithful. Mm -hmm. Stuff, ladies, gentlemen, I know y'all probably like, man, I wish somebody would tell me that. And the sad part is I talk to people about this on the daily. But when you're in something, especially when you're that head over heels in love, you don't see it up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it leads you sometimes to that place where you're like, I'm not going to replay this in the next relationship. So you either become really guarded or you become so focused on I'm not going to seem bitter that it happens over again, but in another way. Yeah. So I think for me, that has definitely been a part of my healing process is just understanding that like abuse, neglect, all of those things look different. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person. It depends on the type of relationships because relationships can be romantic and non-romantic. Mm-hmm. Right. And also the proximity that person has to you. Yeah. Which is another reason I'm like, yeah, now I don't know about living with nobody before marriage. Right. Because when you write up under somebody, you learn all those toxic traits and habits, but you also have nowhere to escape to. Yeah. yeah. And gaslighting too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gaslighting is so real. Like when you were talking, that's all I kept hearing over and over again. It's like every every time we 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 doing good, you gotta bring this up. <laughs> we were come on, man. We were doing good. <laughs> we were doing good. And you like doing good by whose standard? Because right. I'm not happy and I ain't been happy in a long time. Right. Like, I am miserable. Like, but, but that's I'm, a mean. Me Facebook. not doing good because me. Nah, he not okay. Yeah. Me not doing good. Me not doing good. <laughs> but it's like, oh, oh, who you get that from? One of your 
your girl. She just yeah. mad that oh, she ain't that's got the no one. man. That's like, you, and you never address the conversation, and they make you feel crazy for yeah. bringing it yeah. up, and they make you feel. Are crazy. you always talking to your friends? Because I can't talk to you. Because every time so I talk to you, you say somebody got to like go and lose it. Another thing I wanted to go back to when we were talking about trust is attachment injuries, and so it's. It's like a break, a trust bond that is broken in an intimate relationship. And I think the best example of this that I could give was a woman who miscarried a child. Well, no, I think the child was actually stillborn because she was mm. so far into the pregnancy. And her husband, who was so emotionally impacted by it, left the hospital and like was gone for like a full day. And she thought he was just like leaving her because she lost their child. Mm-hmm. And it took so much work for them to get back to a place where they felt like they could trust each other and be vulnerable with each other. I have a question. Oh, I'm so this is this episode. I seen this. Is this episode of Divorce Court? No, no. This was like a real. Okay, I've seen that. Ass. No, look, I, you know I'm a Divorce Court attorney. <laughs> 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 but I saw that on Divorce Court, and that was just like so sad. And then the well, the guy on Divorce Court, I know that wasn't your situation, but he basically came out to say, you know, I wasn't emotionally equipped to even yeah. deal with that, and I didn't realize I was giving her that message. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's. I, I would imagine that this has happened for a lot of couples, Many people, but that's right. what the guys. He was like, I needed. He's like, I needed to go somewhere and gather myself on my own because I knew I needed to be strong for, for her when right. I came back. Mm-hmm. But it, it, he didn't realize how much time he would need away before he felt like he could come back. Right, so right. First, she was like, I just lost my child. I'm losing my husband. You abandoned mm-hmm. me. And like those, especially when you feel connected to somebody yep. and you didn't realize that this thing could happen, mm-hmm. like it does injure your relationship. Right. And so those types of like broken trust i think it's Sometimes possible irreversible. yeah like it, i think it's possible to get back from but it's mm-hmm. really hard yeah yeah and also understanding like how sometimes those attachments didn't form in childhood and i know mm-hmm. it's like we talk a lot about going back to childhood injuries i learned as an adult i would i had avoidant attachment mm-hmm. and avoiding Same. anxious attachments mm. and i got anxious when you understand anxious att- <laughs> So you like that ain't me. No, no. So I have I have both. So avoiding pretty much shows up in my non-romantic relationships. Okay. But I realized in my romantic relationship I had anxious attachment. And for those of you who don't know about it, look it up. It's but a it book called be, Attached. Go man, read it. The toxicity in that, and I had to realize like I was you the person giving it off mm-hmm. because. It's that lukewarm, hot, cold, but when you have a need, it's so strong. And then and they I, can feed off that. They feel like desperate at yeah. that point. Yeah. Because mm. it's like, I, I'm not going to ask for help. And when I do, best believe I'm at that. You, it's mm. it's a do it's a break, you know, a you break moment. Like, I'm, I'm at do or die if I'm asking you for help. But then I'm putting myself at the mercy of you. Right. So some situations like, yo, I can't even be mad at somebody else saying that it was, you know, neglect or whatever to me. Because I put myself in that situation because I let it go so long Get to that before point. I stated this was a need I had. Right. Or you did state it was a need you had but you was with a narcissist who didn't give a damn about it being a need of yours. And, and that, Yeah, and that made you more anxious because you still couldn't get what you wanted even though you had expressed mm-hmm. it. So I absolutely think, yeah, those are situations where it's time to go. Yep. Yeah. So I think that fear, another thing is that when you're feel f- fearful, you never really like speak how you feel. They always make you feel like if you ask for what you want from them, that yeah. they'll you ask for too much. too much or they'll leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always are threatening to leave you. Have y'all encountered situations like that? Not necessarily. So, okay. So, yes, I've been in a situation before where they threatened to leave. But the most prominent was that threat of this is why I do what I do. This yes. is why it's I cheat. Fault. This is yes. why I'm talking to other women. This is why I'm, you know, this is why people in the DMs. And then it's, and then not even the remorse to not admit it. You admit it, but then it's you like, place the I'm blame still gonna on hold, me. you place the blame on me, or you're going to still hold on to those other relationships. Like, I need these backup plans in case you F up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a narcissist ex of mine that felt like it was the 12 days of Christmas. And <laughs> the start of a new year after we broke up, he decided for the next like 12 days, every day he was going to send me a reason why we broke up. And most of the text was about what I had did. Mm-hmm. But in the midst, he was trying to get back with me. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, if I was so terrible, why do you want to be back with me? Right. But number two, how are you going to try to get back with someone, but you take no accountability for what anything you that you on. did wrong? Yet you are the one that's homeless. So let's be clear. I'm I'm over here struggling to breathe because she just came for this man's neck. <laughs> I, 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 I got a house. Who is this man? <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm not so sorry to this man. It may sound ridiculous. See, look, yes. if I see him, I'm like, I don't know who this man is. So I didn't have the experience of someone threatening to leave. Um, but I did have the experience of someone making me feel like me asking them for what I wanted was too much. Too much, mm-hmm. yep. I was bougie. I was, and this person, I was through my education in my face because. You got your little degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody ain't got to go to college. And it was like, we are well, talking. Like. Quoting from Players Girl, Club. We're we're talking about Everybody you communicating with college. me. You don't have to go to college to be an effective community. You think everybody wants to talk like you because they you went to college. I'm like, I don't know. That's that's not what I said. No, speak proper English. <laughs> I said what I feel. I didn't learn that in college. I learned that in kindergarten. Right. Right. But it was, and it was my childhood sweetheart, the person I probably loved the longest and the most. Yeah. It was like, anytime I asked him for something, it was me asking for too much. Yeah. And it was because of me having an expectation that was allegedly too high for what the context of our relationship was mm-hmm. or our age for that matter. It's like, that's some stuff for you don't talk about today, 30. Some BS. Wait, no, we don't need to wait till mm-hmm. we 30 to talk about this. And then in future relationships, it did make me... Like, not only did it make me weary to ask them for anything, I was never really in the relationship all the way. Because I'm like, I can't ask nobody to do yeah. nothing for me. So, I got to do it all Myself. on my own. Not even showing up. Yep. On my right. own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a semblance of a relationship. Because mm-hmm. basically, all I had was companionship to sex. Like, mm. oh, we kicked it. Uh. Ooh, preach it. Yes. Girl. That's all, it it, like, that's all it is. When you look back on it, if you were in a situation where it's only companionship, partial, and sex... That's when you so know it's trash. Because it's convenient companionship. Yeah. When it's convenient, it's flooded. trash. Mm-hmm. Or like even just like <laughs> after the fact, like, oh, you want to hang out? Oh, you want to lay up? Okay. Like, I was never going to ask for anything more. And if I'm honest with myself, I was seeking people that I knew weren't willing to give yes. me more. Yes. yes. That's it. We Ooh. talked about that in a, in a past Pratt, podcast. Yeah. I had a dude who was like, just straight up honest with me, like, this is how I'm showing up. And I had to realize, like, the only reason I was even at that situation for us to have that conversation is because I knew I wasn't ready for a relationship. He was basically giving me, like, he was ready to show up with that dick. A relationship. <laughs> yeah. But it was Why we always say, like, that dick? But it wasn't until I realized, like, oh, shit, this fits to come down to sex or nothing. And honestly, I'm like, I'm feeling the fact that I realized, like, oh, I can't, I crush it on people again. Like, mm-hmm. there was a moment where I wasn't even crushing on people. Are we the same person? I don't know. It's the it's worst when you don't have nobody to crush on. You'd be like, Girl, damn. I spent three years in Nashville before I found any man even remotely attractive enough for me to have a crush on. And then the two men that I've liked since I lived in Nashville, I got my face cracked both times. And so I'm like, forget it. I'm yeah. We might be the same. We might be the same. That's how you end up be. being an MFC, honestly. You get your face cracked and you're like, let me figure Teach out how to heal from my to. stuff. And so somebody people, else can, yep. So nobody else gets their Y'all face cracked quite like yep. So, yeah, I get it, it I get it. I got the braces. You, I got Invisalign. Right. So I got uh, Invisalign for mine. And another thing, since I'm snatching my own edges, since I'm here already, <laughs> I have never had... Very rarely have I ever had a situation end that I knew wasn't good to start with. Yeah. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Red yeah. flags, you running straight through them like you got green lights. <laughs> yeah. like, they just blow out my points. They ran me more points. Go! Like, it's like, yeah. hey, you, you were completely aware of it. And that's, um, I think, when you were talking about being with people, I was known, like, even my friends, they grew up with me, especially in high school, and we got into relationships. I was known as a girl, like, they call me their girlfriend, but you know, sis, this is just dinner in a day, okay? Yeah. Like, and at one point, I thought that was a good thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm that girl who, like, got dudes eating out her hand, but yeah. I'm not committed for real. He think I'm committed, but I'm not committed. When really, I had to have that self-awareness, like, no, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. why yeah. are you avoiding the commitment? Why are you, do you have those walls up? And that's because that previous relationship, and even through ch- watching men that I grew up, watching marriages fail, yeah. I learned, like... Men are just not accountable. Men treat women a certain yep, way. And yep. so I was not willing, you know, subconsciously, I was just not willing to put myself in that situation Position to again. be treated yeah. a certain way. Yeah. And I just was assuming that's how all men are. So It was a, a rightful assumption. It was just a, yeah, I mean... <laughs> due to due to the abuse I saw women in my family like oh my god had, like whether it be physical, emotional, mm-hmm. just, you know, verbal, all of that, I literally remember 
there was a time point in my life uh, before I fell head over heels the first time that I was like, I'm never getting married. Mm-hmm. And then the sad part is I thought it was cool because I had claimed I was going to be that person that just had friends. Didn't even know what that, that meant in that age. I, I just knew I was, I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm just going to have friends. And oh. that's it. I don't need no husband. <laughs> and then when I grew up and realized what friends was, there was a point in time where I was like, you know what? That do seem like the thing, though, because they don't want commitment. So why am I going to put myself through the heartbreak? Or oh, the auntie with a friend is with her girlfriend. Girl, I got one. Um, we <laughs> The crazy thing when you're talking about seeing women in your family be in abusive relationships, I've seen women in my family be in physically abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like even though I didn't realize it was abuse at the time, like emotional right. or verbal abuse, I was like, he's still better to me than XYZ mm. person was to my uncle. Who's person was to my mom? And that's why I don't well, think uh, even because um, even people with mommy issues or daddy issues in that um, perspective, from that perspective, adults don't realize the impact they have on children. And I think a lot of times they're thinking Tell my clients all children don't can't catch it. on. Yeah, and I'm they like, can. no, children definitely know. Oh don't mess around. Like, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you're you don't have a mentally challenged child, and then. If you have a gifted child that's beyond their years and grown into They've been catching they this for a long time. Yeah. They the only child. Or they got Reading older siblings, so they mm-hmm. Pick up on everything. Already, they picking up on little stuff. Like, you just never know. So, as an adult, you have to be more aware. And if anything, treat your spouse or the person you decide to be with better because you know your offspring is looking at you or yeah, your niece yeah. or your nephew is looking at you and depending on you to set that mold. And I think a lot of times as adults, we lose sight of that. Because a lot of us do end up dating our parents, whether that person is present or absent. And we become a lot like the person who raised us. Yeah. And so good, bad, or indifferent, I am very, I am, I have become my mother. Me, son, girl. Girl. Looking in the mirror like, there she is. Hey, hey. Like, Cheryl, that's you? No, that's me. Okay. (laughs) I woke up at 8 o'clock on Saturday and started playing Anita Baker and scrubbing the counters. And I was like, how did we get here? Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, child. But it's it's one of my most vivid memories is is from five years old and seeing my mom be abused. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's not a conversation that we've ever really had, Mm -hmm. but it's something that we are both aware of that I've seen because Mm -hmm. she, she told me, she was like, you just need to go back to bed. Mama's fine. You need to go back to bed. And I'm like, but your lip is busted and your nose is bleeding. Mm -hmm. I don't know much, but I know you're not. No, you're not okay. I know you're not okay. And so like for me, when I, when that wasn't present in a relationship, I was just like, okay, this is maybe not great. Yeah. But it's, but it's not, it's not, I ain't nobody going upside my head. Right, right. That was the barometer you were comparing it to. Right. And that's, it's such a low barometer. And it is. Thankfully, with therapy and faith and healing, you know, we've raised that bar right. several yeah. notches. But yeah, I think absolutely. And this is a whole roundabout way of saying that people are abusing you, bounce. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why I like the conversation of verbal abuse or like when people yeah. remind people, like, Okay, just not just because you're not getting your ass beat don't mean yeah. you're not being abused. You get your like, you mind to recognize beat. those red flags, those triggers, because this person is never going to change. If they're doing it now, they de- a ring is definitely not going to change. Not going to make a, a switch to it. child is definitely not is going not. to change. It. And it's not going to yeah. keep them. If this man not keeps stepping all. out on you, he's going to do it with a six-month-old, too. Not at but all. And not I, had a, better. I had a family member that I have to praise because I remember she was engaged, but he hit her. Mm. I don't know if he hit a mm. hard, what the situation was, but she gave him the ring back and was like, nah, we good. Yeah. And I remember when they went back to college, et cetera, her homegirls made sure he wasn't, he didn't see her. They made sure his phone calls didn't get through. And looking at that now, there's some situations I've been in where I should have rallied in the beginning, mm-hmm. hey amen, no matter how much I want to answer that phone call, don't let me. Don't, no matter, you know, don't. Or Betty ate, so y'all know I'm going to see him like all the time. Like, can somebody just make sure they're sending me text messages? Sis, he ain't shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Keeping it in the forefront of my mind. Right. Yeah. And then, like, when trip. you saw me fall, with a, fall for another dude that was just like him, you should have been me. like, hey, come on, girl. Like, because I'm going to tell you and we going to fall out is what it is, but get your shit. Can I tell you what we fall short on that? Not as, not as the community, as the person in the relationship... We know what the fuck to hide from our home girl. Yeah, we don't tell true. them because then we don't. We don't want them to judge them. Because sure we go do. back, we don't need you to stay mad. Because no matter how much I we love, I said, I take all my L's in. Right. <laughs> they said we only know the L's you tell us about. Yeah. 
So even when it comes to your friends that you could love the most and love you and have your best interests, we still don't tell them because that shit's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me tell all y'all right now, and we might not be like BFFs, like strong, like I ain't know y'all your whole life. But I am that friend. If you tell me one time, I'm going to remind you. Yeah. Okay? You said. <laughs> you looking for that but, friend, that's me. <laughs> and me and my best friend have these conversations with each other, like about, like we're 30, 31. No, no, we're both 31 now. And, or one of my best friends anyway. Like a guy that she was dealing with, and then there was a separate conversation about a guy that I was dealing with, and we both called each other on the carpet, and we had to say to each other, "You, yeah, I'm probably still gonna deal with him." (laughs) But like, it's not because somebody didn't tell you. You say you want this. You say you want this. You say you want this. You say he's done X, Y, Z. So I just want, I just want to put this information. I want to put a light on it, and then whatever decision you make after that. So you, you made an informed decision, mm-hmm. and it's not because somebody didn't love you enough to tell, tell you. you. Yeah. But we don't have that level of vulnerability with everybody. Like I, that's something know. I have with some of my best friends. But like I, the buddy that cracked my face in April, folks didn't find out about him until July. I didn't like I. I went a whole six months, got my feelings hurt, mm-hmm. <laughs> and ain't nobody know about it till after the fact. But I also didn't realize I was being played. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, he was a different kind of guy, and so he he played the game. These ones we talk about. Yeah. But I think that, go ahead. Also, the BF has literally, um, recently, you know, wasn't even nothing serious, but like I said, I've been getting back out there. She sent me a text message. Hey, we said we was leaving this dude alone. I'm like, what is she talking about? Oh, she saw my story. Oh, it's like, I wasn't no dude in there, but I know where you was at. Dang, okay. Read our text messages. And then when I go back and read our text messages, dang, I did say, I said, Mm -hmm. I did agree. Yep. I did acknowledge that was that was toxic. Um, yep, I did say it's probably going over. I um, I I read it. I got it. Mm-hmm. I am out. <laughs> yeah, you don't want dinner? No, I'm good. Because that's what you I'm don't want to be a part <laughs> of. And that goes to you know the commitments that we make to people of that sort. You know, I think that when it comes to determining if it's time to go or not, you have to look at overall committing to people, but committing to things. You know, if you're dealing with somebody that, like y'all talked about, never uphold their end of the bargain, and I feel like. They don't have any date night plan. They don't have any plans for anything. No trips, no travel, no quality time. They just boring. They just there. Like, mm-hmm. even with the companionship. Like, they ain't even found a movie on Netflix. They telling you to find a movie. They don't even have Netflix. Yes. <laughs> no Disney Plus. We logged into my account. Look, and if you got Verizon and you ain't even got Disney Plus, like, yeah. you just lazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's free <laughs> for the first year. You just don't care. It's free. So, oh, I'm glad y'all said that. I got to get some. Okay. You, um, got until, you got until May 20th, I believe. Of tw- of I ain't have a ride with my best friend. Do I'm going to get hurt. I know she ain't <laughs> watching Disney. Um, but, yeah, I think that you have to just be mindful of that. People that have no, nothing going on. Yeah. Just block. Just playing. Let them go. One of the quotes that me and my best friend have is, is that if you don't have any plans for yourself, then you can't have any plans for me. Yep. Period. I like that. How that's going to work. Because all I know is the Lord has plans for me. You sent by him, you should have a plan. Okay. You should have a plan. Okay. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should have a plan. Here I come with Jesus. Well, I right? know none of these niggas I met. You can't say it any better than that. That's yeah. about as best as it can be said. I agree. So what about if someone wants you to be someone you're not or do things you're not comfortable with? For example, might ask you to do things you're not okay with, like threesomes. Girl, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> don't even ask me. Not even. Not even uh, look, I had to throw it out there. Husband, I don't know how freaking going to be. Hopefully a considerable amount. To me, like, threesomes to me, like, even on that level. Like, if you come to me and threesomes is, like, the max of your freakiness, we not compatible because, nigga, that's the basic. Of, that's like, very basic. Niggas been talking about threesomes since sixth grade. Like, that's not I'm going to be like, you going to bring another man? <laughs> That's, that's how you mess them up. So I had to do. That's how you mess them up. Because they'll be like, I let you pick. Okay. Don't tell them. Just show back like, up. What about yeah. Robbie? Robbie, my homeboy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, she went for the homeboy. Wow. That's what they're doing. Yeah. But they up and <laughs> they up in the antics out here, sis. Like, literally had a dude invite me to dinner. Oh, and hell. look, we didn't. We the dinner date did not last long. Went to dinner, and first of all, it was a. It should have been a no go when he invited me over to his house. Like, bro, we ain't even for dinner had, for the first and, date. No, nah, I'm good. So he's like, okay. Well, we can meet somewhere in <laughs> public spaces. I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we we meet up, and he was like, so 
you seem really cool and down to earth. It's like five minutes into the date. Like, I'm tired. I look tired. He's like, you seem I'm ready really to hear cool where this going to go. He <laughs> yeah. said, he see, you seem really cool and down to earth. And I usually wouldn't tell the girl this on the first date. He was like, but, you know, I'm in the poly. First of all, <laughs> like... And then most <laughs> guys who say that just, just have no idea what probably no is. idea. I'm like, you did, no. <laughs> he knew what. But how did he lead no, with that? Like yes. this, the, this the other part. Oh, so we man. met each other because we both therapists, right? Tell me why dude was like he wanted to be a marriage therapist for poly relationships, and I was like, how does that work? work? First of all. <laughs> Okay, so this is the thing. I mean, for one, polyamory like, is such a complex thing. Yeah, and you have to do so much like separate study in addition mm-hmm. to what you're taught in a standard training yep. program for therapy. And like, just like with threesomes, guys don't really know what the hell they talk about Mm-mm. because it's like, do idea. you really want to be in relationships with multiple women, multiple emotions, multiple Not at all. menstrual cycles, multiple? Like, you really want that, fam? Because you can't really handle it. You like the idea of having a bunch of different mm-hmm. women. Basically. But that to me, like, either you are in an open relationship where you have one partner and then multiple people that you do stuff with, mm-hmm. or you have a polyamorous relationship and the level of maturity. It takes a Because he was like, he was like, all my women have to meet each other. I ain't even stick around to ask how many women he already had. He started talking about kitchen table and all this stuff. Where are these said women? I don't need to know. I don't need to know. All my women need to meet each other. Do you meet their other boyfriends? Because that's my thing. Oh, they can't have. Apparently, they couldn't have other. That's my issue. You you, you don't have. He had been married before. Was you you dating R. Kelly? He had been married before. (laughs) You don't have an open relationship. You don't have polyamorous. You got sister wives. And first of all, we wasn't even dating. Bro had asked me to dinner, and I was like, I'm so happy this came out of the jump because now I don't even have to entertain you at all. The Lord, I'm about to go. Looking out, man. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> the Lord was like, you know, what, let me go ahead and just shine this light on you for you. Right? Like, like, like he's in love with the basic definition of what he thinks it is, because in reality, you just got a bunch of girls. Like Basically. they don't, if they don't have other um, boyfriends or partners, and they're not even open to feeling comfortable enough to come to you and be like, well, I'm dating so and so, so and so. I just want to let you know, like yeah. this was going on. Then that's you're not practicing that. I used to tell the Lord, like, I don't understand why you make people feel so comfortable with me to tell me. Why stuff they tell you? Because you are a safe space. You are a vessel. Why do they feel comfortable telling me foolishness and think I'm a stay? And the fact that you built it up like you look cool. But you know what I appreciate is the honesty. Yeah. Because people will lie to you to manipulate you to do what it is that they want you to do. So that's why, and I had to change that until God thank you because I pray to you for discernment all the time, but the fact that you. Have people willing to just put it on put the on plate table. for me? I and you've given me the strength to be like, you know what? I don't need to know no more. Yeah. Nah, I'm, di- I'm, I'm not out. trying to save you, rescue you, or change you. Because also, I'm polyamorous out. relationships are people in relationships with each other. You have open relationships with a bunch of different women. If these women are not partners in their own right, mm-hmm. that ain't a polyamorous relationship. I'm selfish. So just in case anybody listening to this and they're confused, I'm selfish. Yeah, I'm not You guys to be mine and, no and only mine. You know, what you choose to do. So what somebody else wants to do. Yeah. And I bet their brother said they weren't doing it either. Yeah. And most guys that say they're not into that or into threesomes, their, their main reason is because I don't want to deal with multiple women. And I'm not feeling even in. And they probably ain't never even had no threesome in their life. <laughs> I want to do it. We threesome. all saw insecure. It's a lot of pressure yeah. in a threesome because <laughs> Lawrence did good by one girl and then the other girl, she was disappointed. That's what like, I'm saying. I, and even though got. I would never do it, I'm going to be mad, big <laughs> yeah, mad. That's not- if I'm the one that's getting the short end of the stick, Look, don't literally. Ask, don't ask me to bring. Really mess people up. Yep. Don't ask me to bring nobody else, and honestly, no other like objects. Not at all. Into this space. Yeah. So that's that's the most out of character, or most effed up somebody has had. <laughs> Nobody's Not ever fair. asked me anything that I'm just. Let me think. Uncomfortable with no. No, I have. <laughs> But I would probably. I've been uncomfortable sometimes. They ask no. me for sex. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be. Mm, well, depending on the person, depending on the context of our relationship, I might be a little bit pissed off. Like I'm not surprised that men think that they want threesomes. Right. I've never had one, but I'm not surprised <laughs> that men think that they it's want not a threesomes. Shocker, yeah. Um. I'm. I wouldn't even necessarily be surprised if somebody asked me. But I think if people make you feel like you have to do things, that's a problem. That is an issue. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I see. So I like for me that's definitely like any sort of personal boundaries that are that are crossed. If you if you feel like you gotta do something to keep somebody yeah. It ain't it. That ain't it. It's not it. Now, if y'all both want to, then y'all go ahead and have y'all free will in life. You grown. Can't tell you what to do. They ain't want to do that. Most of them, they would. They would have came up with the damn idea mm-hmm. if they I wanted. I mean, I will say this: I have met some women who have um, mentioned the opportunity to engage in a threesome to their partner. Well, I know our last episode of our guest, she's more like she's kind of poly. She says she's yeah, kind of how she feels. Yeah, but it's not how she said. She was like, right now. I'm not saying it's how it's going to be forever. <laughs> so don't think you're signing up for something like forever we doing this. Like, no, it's just where I am in the space in my life. And I get it because we move, we transition. You know, that makes sense. Now, do you guys think it's a such thing as being too needy when it comes to relationships? Yes. Why? What's too needy? Too, too needy is... I don't know. I'm a, I was going to say, actually, I'm probably going to say something that clearly goes against me saying yes. But it's kind of like one of those things. It just depends on, it, it's individual. It depends on your relationship, what defines what needy is. But, like, if you're too clingy, like, for instance, my um, love language is not um, physical touch. Okay. That's not it. So, I stray away from people in general, whether it's friendship or platonic or romance relationship. They want to get close to you. I don't fuck with people. You want to give me a hug? Get off me. all that touchy, huggy. Now, I've gotten better with hugs, but I used to not, like, don't hug me, like, because I'm just not, it's no offense, you know, it's not that you smell bad or anything. I just don't hug. But I've gotten better with that because I understand that, for one, that's other people showing affection, and it was a problem with me, like, why are you not hugging people? But, but also, you have every right to you say have no. bodily autonomy. Right, to say that's my boundary. Yeah. Um, but my reason for that was, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, touchy-feely to me, dudes who would come on me, I always want to kiss, I always want to hug, I always want to hold hands, I always want to touch, gotta, gotta, your hand gotta be in my back pocket and vice versa. Like, it's just too, that's, now you're being too needy, too, yeah. um, what do they call it? Like, you're just too on me. Like, clingy. Clingy. You're yeah. too, yeah. you're doing the most. Yeah. But that's just me. For, I like all that. So, Put your hand as, in my back pocket. As a recovering. invade all my personal space. As a recovering needy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a recovering addict. I don't have to be around you all the time. We can have, I'm cool with healthy space. Now, yeah. don't be acting like you don't want to be with me. But, yeah. you know, I'm cool. I'm like, definitely, I'm space. all in your space. Like, <laughs> breathing the same here. I can't remember if it's number one or if it's number two, but like they are one. My husband is number one. I am very much so like a guy when it comes Mm -hmm. to like words of affirmation was number three. And I think it was like a six and then quality time was an eight and the physical touch was a seven. Mm -hmm. So like I have always been compatible with guys with like physical touch because they want to touch and rub Mm -hmm. and do all the things. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's fine. But I think anything that you're asking for your partner that crosses their boundaries is mm. needy. Mm. Now, pushing you out of your comfort zone is not the same thing. Mm. Well, I'm not recovering. How do you determine okay. the difference in pushing you out of your comfort zone and crossing a boundary? So, like, if you, if your husband were to know that, like, I can't have you all up on me all the time. But he's like, I need some sort of physical interaction from you every day, whether that's a hug, whether that's mm-hmm. a kiss, whether that's, you know, some yeah. form of affection. I think that is maybe pushing you out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but it's not your boundary. Like, damn that you my wife, we gonna hug and kiss and have sex mm-hmm. and do all Forcing you. Yeah. When it's a forceful all the time, thing, yeah. and it's not even for the betterment of your character, it's just because they want it. That person yeah. needs it, yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I think, like, expecting things of your partner that honestly are things that you should be getting internally. And so, like, your validation, mm. your worth, like, all of those things, mm. and everything they do impacts that. Mm. So, like, oh, you know, you didn't spend any time with me today. Then I, you don't want to be with me. No yeah. one wants to be with me. Or you didn't tell me how you felt about me today. You don't want to talk to me. Nobody wants to talk to me. Mm. And it turns into this whole other Being thing dramatic. where you need them for all of your validation and all of your fulfillment and all of those things, I do think that's too needy. Right. It's so toxic. It yeah. is very toxic. Yeah. But like, I would feel, I would feel unfulfilled in a relationship where we didn't have some form of like physical yes. interaction. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to tell you that up front. That's awesome. So then if you tell me that's not what you do, 
then maybe we ought to need to see like what's the compromise if it's truly just you know the Oh, you or you might not need to be with the person if that ain't what say, they yeah, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, say, or or the or you know it's time to time to leave. But I I think it's like you said it's that healthy balance and not like having someone come out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Once again, therapy because for some people you find out the reason why you either want a lot of attention or you don't want to be touched has to do with other things. Right. So yeah. yeah. What about inconsistency? I'm a Capricorn. That does not work for me. (laughs) Stability and consistency are key. And and like people can't always be there for everything. And there are some times where you thought you could be there for something and shit changes and you can't be. I need consistent communication. I was just going to say communicate it. Communicate that to me. Like one of the issues that me and my dad had to work through and if you go to therapy you'll figure out where some of this stuff comes from Mm -hmm. is like there was a period where he was working a bunch of hours and he thought he could get off and then he was told he had to work late Mm -hmm. but i'm a little girl so you tell me you coming to get me and you don't ever show yeah that to me is not showing up for me and so like i said earlier that's a huge thing for me is if you can't show up for me i can't rely on you i can't trust you then why am i in this relationship Mm -hmm. right so yeah, I'm, ooh, and I'm learning how to communicate person. that too. So like letting somebody know, hey, the reason why I'm telling you don't tell me you can do something unless you know you can mm-hmm. is because I know how it translates to me is not just that you didn't show up this one time, but it's a lack of either commitment or it's a lack of your ability to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Because if you said you're going to do something, then that means it's a priority. Mm-hmm. If you don't make it happen, where did it fall on your list of priorities? Mm-hmm. Because if I tell you I'm going to do something, and best believe if I call you and say, hey, this can't happen, then something happened in orbit. Because I'm going to shift the moon and the earth around yeah. if you're that person for me to make yeah. it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think, like, the priority part. Because some things we can't control. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Like, right. We, we had a student death at Vanderbilt a couple weeks yeah. ago. It mm. completely shifted gotcha. everything. And the student mm. was a black male student. Mm. So, like, black faculty and staff, we just got pulled on a lot more. So there were things that I thought I was going to be able to do, and I was just like, I can't. Mm-hmm. But the people that I told that I would show up. You made sure they knew I'm that. like, I can't be there. There's a lot going yeah. on. And I, I, part of it was I just needed to damn rest. Mm. Yeah. I was tired. Digested. And if you communicate that, to, I'm like, I feel like I'm a pretty understanding person. Mm-hmm. Now, it keeps happening every time I ask I was you to say, do especially something. If I'm going to stop asking. I'm going to stop asking, and then I'm going to stop calling, it, and then we're going to stop I'm going to disappear. And then I'm going to just, it's done. Mm-hmm. So that's not the same as ghosting. <laughs> that's respectfully bowing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have. I think me and this guy met on Bumble. We like mutually ghosted each other. So <laughs> I'm not necessarily opposed to ghosting. <laughs> if it's if you ain't ever met him in person, then no, we went on a date. Oh, you ghosted after? We ghosted each other. Like we talked for a little bit, and then I, he stopped talking, and then I stopped talking, and then we just stopped. Let this be what it was. Let the chips fall where they may. Right. So on at this floor. point, does you said unfortunately on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else that you guys say would stand out? As far as things like when it's time to let go and move on. The last one I think of is if that person has let go and moved on. Oh, and I'm going to say, be honest with yourself. Because a lot of times we know when it's time to let go and move on. We just hang in there because we thinking, well, well, a lot of times I know for, you know, firsthand perspective I've held on to relationships because I I am a yes man and I've worked through that and I know now, but I have been a yes man and a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I've held on to relationships that I know I had no business being in and that's platonic and romantic because I'm thinking that person is dependent on me for something that I a need I know I meet in their life. So I know if I leave them, then they may be without certain times. And essentially I had to face the fact that that's really... A selfish thing because that's something in me where I want to feel like I'm needed versus when yeah. I can just do what's best for me and move on. So a lot of times you know when it's time to move on and you just don't want to face the fact that it's just time to move. So yeah. you look for any in, uh, any other excuse to say I'm upset. Wow. So we're comfortable. People mm-hmm. get comfortable. And the people pleaser in me Literally, y'all, up until this year, had a fear of being the villain in somebody's story. Right. Mm. I was going to defend my side to the end because you're not going to make me a villain. Like, right. I didn't do this to myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then it, it came down to the point of, like, there's always going to be three sides to a story. Yeah. If there's multiple people in the story, then yeah. it's all their sides and then right. the truth. Yeah. Um, 
But at the end of the day, for my piece, I don't even care about the lies you feel you need to tell or whatever it is that needs to happen. And it took, it took being the villain, per se, in a couple people's stories, yeah. like, oh, she wasn't ready for a relationship or mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's cool. Because part of that is the truth. I wasn't. So, you know, whatever. You know, what, however you feel you need anyway. to tell that story, tell it. And it's the great thing about people who aren't ready for a relationship when they want to make you the villain it's they probably got a thousand other girls they making that same story for Boston. Yep. You good, sis. They ain't gonna tell who he's talking about. Just like, just going about your business. You don't business. even know where it's cool. You, you cool. I posted something on Instagram the other day that said, the version of me you created in your mind is not my responsibility. Period. Woo! Right there, period. All day. Not my responsibility. Period, poo. Brene Brown, and I don't know if y'all are familiar with Brene Brown, but I love her. She's like my white auntie. She don't know me, but because she is like a famous therapist. But I love Brene Brown. We all, yes. And she always talks about the story that I'm telling myself, which I also think is a great communication tool for mm. couples. It's like, this is what's happening, and the story that I'm telling myself about it is X, Y, Z. Mm. Okay. And the story that you told yourself is about why I did what I did, or why I am who I am, or what our, what our interactions were has a lot more to do with you and your right. experience it than, does with than me. it does with me. Yeah. And so, like, I said to some of my students last week, part of the reason why we mischaracterize people is because we put unmet, we put unexpressed expectations on, on them. them. And, we did, and we did things based out of what we wanted them to do to mm -hmm. meet our expectations without ever telling them what yeah. that was. And it's, a, it's, a, it's like an um, a unfair start because they don't even realize they, they're supposed to meet that because you yeah. ain't said nothing about yeah. it. And sometimes people ignore <clears throat> things. like They may be aware of things and they just choose not to. Like a, the example that I gave was my young women students who end up in these situationships with these young men mm. who they don't explicitly communicate to them, I want a relationship because you yeah. think he going to run and he probably will. will. And he knows That's that. That's the beginning. That yeah. And this young man knows that and he's manipulating the situation <clears throat> to his advantage. But yeah. if you did not communicate what your desires were, and I snatched some edges with this one, nobody's trash because they decided they didn't want to be in a relationship with you. Yeah. That doesn't make people trash. No. Nope. Now people who gaslight you or tell you or tell you things that they want to hear to get what they want from yeah, you. That's, that's, that's a different conversation. That's different. Yeah. Tripe life. Tripe come on and tripe life. Tripe life. Okay. Tripe life. <laughs> for sure. And so I think just being honest about mm -hmm. about those things is, is what's most important. Um as far as like another thing that is like you gotta go is if you see yourself like shape shifting mm. in your interactions with this person. And so the thing that I knew was the like the the flag on the play for me to leave my childhood sweetheart was I just became this angry, mm. volatile, disrespectful and bucking and ready actually hit him a couple of like Ooh, no and, and the thing is I physical violence has no place in a relationship. Don't. I didn't know that when I was 23. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he a dude. He can't hit me, but I can hit him. That's what I Ooh, thought. And that's what people told me. Yeah, nah, and sis, thankfully for my own well-being, really he did not hit your me teeth back. Out. He did they not hit me That you still back. have your friends. I still got all of my, all 32 <laughs> of my pretty wife. Yeah. Okay. But I was so angry with him because of the infidelity and the lies. And so I justified in my head. Yep. They cousins, probably. But I justified in my head, you hurt me emotionally, so I get to hurt you physically. Yeah. That's what I told mm. myself. Because you tell yourself that as a dude, like, the, the only way I'm going to get you to feel the pain you're giving me is if you have physical hurt. Because the emotional, yes. host, the emotional hurt you've given me right feels here. like somebody right. literally socked me. Mm. So until you get physically socked, you don't understand what you just took out of me. Yes. That's and that's true. what I told myself. And that's not true. And that wasn't okay. And I had mm. no place to do the things that I did. But that's where I was in that moment. So I definitely, boop, I, I, mm. you know, I had I put the things on. I ain't, I ain't you put the paws on. <laughs> I am a panther. Shout out to Park Atlanta University. I did put the paws on. But I, I look back and I was like, this is not who you are. Yeah. Like, this is not the person you want to be. Like, you want to be happy. Like, I am a big-ass goofball. And I'm also super giving. Like, I just want to be yes. happy and giving and in love. Mm -hmm. And I was fighting and crying and cussing all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. And it changes the way you show up to other people. Going mm -hmm. to work with red eyes. Being late for work. Because y'all was arguing before you got in the oh, car. Oh, you've been up all night. 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 You horse for three days. <laughs> 
Like, because you ain't got no voice. No and more. people literally, you gaining weight because you depressed. Like, you all the weight. I've been saying that. I'm the one to lose weight because I don't want to eat. I wish the no, pressure I don't. Had that yeah, I lose. I, 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 I don't have to. I don't want to eat. Your body holds on to when I get depressed, I don't want to eat. I'm stressed. I don't want to eat. That's what I wish I had. Like, what's going on? You ain't eating a few days. Like, literally, it's like don't no appetite at all. And it's like you feel sick to your stomach, and you just. Oh man, yes, all of that. Yeah. And like literally stop saying what I do. Like literally what I do. Like I was what I do to death in some relation. Like, dang, so hold up. You mad again? So hold up, this is my fault. What I do? Right, what did I do? What did I do? Hold up, dang. They got no answer. I ain't even brought up your lie yet. So what have I done? Cause I ain't even I haven't made you mad yet. Like cause you literally be on that yet part, like, nah, bro. If I'm if if I'm in trouble already, or you feel like you mad at me already, like, I might as well go ahead and put the rest of it on the table. We already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, if you feel like you constantly got to ask this person what I do, like, that's not effective communication. That's yeah. form manipulation yeah. and other things because people can feed off your mood. Right. Like, I was in a relationship where I could literally walk in a room and feel like if they was mm-hmm. upset, et cetera, and then you find out they upset because of other people, mm-hmm. and they brought that stuff well, to I was, you. I was in one where I, when I would pull up to the house, I would get this deep feeling oh, yes. in my stomach. You like, see that vehicle, and you like, oh, I already know. Like I don't want to go there. Look, because of the way they park, right? Yeah. Because if they if they just not the way they park, wait, no. if they just drive into the spot, they yeah. probably cool. But if he took the extra energy to back, back in, in oh, oh, you would, like, oh, it's, it's like it's like the truck, like the vehicle what? is parked, so you know they ready to drive off at oh, any moment when it gets heated. Shit. <laughs> but it's sad when you're in a relationship and you re- you responding like a little child. Because that's things I did as a kid. Hold up. Oh, why I thought playing? she said, why mad? I thought she was going to say you responding like a little bitch. I thought that's <laughs> no. where we was going with that. That's where we was going. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like a little kid. Like, because you, like, as a child, you literally learn how to respond to your environment based on cues. Yeah. Yeah. I can get out the school bus and walk in the door and know what type of day it's going to be. Or sometimes it's like you literally walking down the driveway like, hold up, something don't feel. Mm-hmm. But when you I'm an adult. and still be in the bed it, Yes. So yeah. if I'm an adult and I'm coming home and I'm pulling into whatever we live in and I'm already like, mm, the vibe off is going to be one of them nights. Yeah. I ain't got time to deal with this. Like, you don't have the energy mm-mm. to muster up to be like, you your best friend's getting tired of seeing you. Hey, bro, I need to just what come over. When it gets to the point where your friends are <laughs> like, look, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You be like, like, because <laughs> you done talked to them, I ain't gave you all the resolutions they got. It's like it's you now. Yeah. Anytime you start texting and then it's them three dots for like five minutes, you be like, oh, and God. your and your girl is like, I'm not. I can't do it right shit. now. And then you get that text the next morning, and she saw everything. She was like, girl, I went to sleep. Sleep. Like, I did yeah. everything. What happened? No. You be like, man, we messed up. I am so appreciative of the couches I've slept on and literally the women and the men who didn't give up on me. The people that have prayed for me because I find myself in some situations I knew better. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the things like you have to learn. Like, love sometimes can't fix a broken home. And sometimes it wasn't a home to begin with. Right. And there's this mentality of... I got to stay here to prove to you that yeah, I'm worth you, you loving. Yeah, and I'm worth you loving. Like, I need you to give me back, like, to reciprocate what I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's said that sometimes they're not capable of giving you the love mm-hmm. you're giving them. And I when you love loving, you yeah, and when you loving them out of fear, that's not even a love you want. Mm-hmm. No and the, and the, the one of the hardest conversations I had to have with my childhood sweetheart was him being very upset about the fact that I wanted out of the relationship and him saying, but I love you. And I've always... What's that supposed to mean? This is Honestly, and oh. I tell people all the time, like, like marriage, being a marriage sometimes ain't got nothing to do with love because love will leave... No, it's about commitment. It, yeah. It's about commitment and what you're willing to do to understand that now that we are one, if you're in balance, I'm in balance. And yeah. you got to put in the same work to keep us balanced that I have to put in. And it's not about I love you. and Because sometimes you're going to wake up and you're not going to like me because my birth thing. But that's okay. like, are you? Are we still here? Intentional? Like I wake up feeling like goat bread. <laughs> I went from crying to laughing about remembering times when, you know, people have told me you gonna always love me and you gonna always remember me mm-hmm. and thanking God. Thank God you you, over you gave me short memory or I can Boy. I can like think on some things and not get mad about I loved them and they didn't do. Oh, that I don't know really if I ever had a man or, tell me that one. What? Man. That you're going to always love me. you going to always remember no, me. No, I, 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 I didn't have that. I've had a guy tell me, um, nobody's going to love you the way. 
And mind you, we you gonna be with somebody and think about me. So like at the uh, time, like like she not. says, now I laugh better because like girl, you was sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm like, think? <laughs> well, part of that too. Why did you even my, get into that? My mother told me that your first heartbreak hurts like no other because you love like you've Man. never been hurt before because you have because you have love been. freely. You yes. love without abandon, yes. without restraint. You give your all, you give your everything, and then that person break your heart, and it's like, oh my god, world crash. Just Ooh, just Lord. the whole everything just fall apart which is why I have so much empathy for my students who are going through their first heartbreak because it feels like the end of the world yeah. for them and they don't even realize it's not they yeah. not even like I've been telling people now like the the guy or guys Look, that like, I felt like I loved. Everybody else that put their business out, come on. That I feel like I loved. That is no inkling on the love that I experienced today. Like mm. not, and even, that gives me hope. Uh, <laughs> yes, and you kind of look back and you be like, "Girl, what the hell?" Like how you see the memes. Like I was looking at dudes. I'm trying to figure out like I like ugly dudes back then. Like it's not even. <laughs> it's like. Personality-wise, yeah. physically, it's just like, girl, what the hell was you even thinking? Like, to you put weren't. yourself in that, you just weren't thinking yeah. to put yourself in that type of situation. The dangers you put yourself in to even put yourself yeah. through things. That you had no business. And then you got to go through those stages of grief. And not only that, mm-hmm. sometimes resentment. Because you like, I was with this person and I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I didn't do this. And now I'm almost 30 and wondering mm-hmm. like... Hold on a second. Everybody was doing what? And I was waiting to do it with somebody and I could have did it on my own? Yeah. Come through, Jesus. Because yeah. I needed you to come through early and didn't know <laughs> So you swing just hang on your, You swing low, swing high, whatever. Swing, swing, swing right swing. now. So, so but the thing about that was difficult for my ex was, and he was like, but I love you. And and we had known each other since we were, since I was 13, he was 14. By the time we broke up, I was 23, he was 24. Ooh, so a decade. Okay. Like every first I ever had was Y'all with this boy. Person. <laughs> we might be the same person but when I had to tell him I know you love me and I know you love me as much as you possibly can but your capacity for love is just not enough mm. yeah. and I hated to the say capacity that of love. because it that's important because I knew it would hurt him but the reality of the situation is what I need in a loving relationship and what you have the capacity to offer for me right now are so it? far apart that I can't stay in this and I can't wonder and wait if you're ever going to get to that point. And honestly, by that point, there had been so much infidelity and lying and gaslighting and all of that other bull that I just, I didn't even care whether or not, you know, he got to that point. Like, I hope you have grown. If you listen to this, I wish you well in your life. I honestly hope God makes his face shine upon you. (laughs) All of that. I got pros, you know I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I never liked y'all. But it's good that you told him that because uh, it's good that you told him that because essentially, like, that might have changed his life. You, think, you, say, you right? think it did? I say you think it did. But it might not change, but like, he may, <laughs> as he grows, maybe not at that moment. But have you been he, in touch with him since then? You know what you doing? We have had a couple of conversations, and, and I don't changed. know how much growth has happened. Okay, mm. well, maybe he's forty. <laughs> I try. It's none of my business. It's none, none of my business. business. And that's that's how I know, like, that's how you know when it's time to walk away. Mm-hmm. Because in my relationship that sounded somewhat similar, uh, mm-hmm. it was that point where it was like, I still was on that, man, like, maybe I just didn't show I loved him enough. Mm-hmm. So even when, when it had to absolutely end, it mm-hmm. was at that point of, like, after the morning and after all that, it was looking back on it like, bro, you should have just walked away gracefully no, and been no, happy no. when they presented you with the opportunities mm-hmm. for you to have reason to leave and not, you know what I'm saying? Like, want to be like, yo, but I still love you. Like, it wasn't worth the fight. Mm-hmm. Jasmine Sullivan said, just because I love you and you love me, it doesn't mean that we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I will always have love for my first love. Like, I will always have a love for him. I am not in love with him. I have no desire to be He's with better him. Than me. I wish okay, the Lord is. I hope the Lord is doing wonderful things but, in his life. I, I don't. God for that lesson. <laughs> I don't really need to know any of those things. But like before the relationship turned to what it needs to turn to, so that God could tell me to walk away, so I could step into what I am into right now. Like it was good. Like I had body image issues, and he used to tell me all the time how beautiful I was and how much he loved my body. And like, like he wasn't a horrible person for mm-hmm. a decade. I would hope that I wouldn't have stayed in that situation. He just wasn't your person. He just was not my person for life. And he was my person for then. And I'm glad I had what we had. The season is la- it honestly it lasted too damn long. It was like basketball. God, those seasons go on forever. But 
She won't be dating a basketball player. Jesus, no. But yeah, um, we just you just gotta know when to walk away. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you are asking yourself, do I need to walk away? It's time huh? to walk away. It's time to walk away. It's time to That's walk away. That's why I say you always know low key. You just not ready to make that high key yeah. slick. Yeah, yeah. Slick high not low key high key. Slick high key. And again, she said, if you gotta ask yourself the question, do I need to walk away? You probably need to, to walk, walk away. away. And we'll be right back with the Montana Minute. We are now introducing a new segment to the podcast. This is called Living Single. We want you guys to send in any of your relationship questions, if you need advice, or if you just want to give feedback on the show on a topic that we've discussed. Feel free to DM them on Instagram to Shannon Montana, or you can inbox me on Facebook, Living Single, and we'll definitely be touching on these topics on each episode going forward. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, we understand that walking away is never an easy thing to do, most of the time. However, you have to be the one to determine when it is necessary. Not a friend, not a parent, not even your partner. You have to decide for yourself. The next thing, if you make this decision and you are okay with it, stand firm in it. Don't let someone convince you to change your mind when your mind is already made up. And the last thing, Make sure you get the help you need to fully heal before jumping into another partnership. You want to be a whole person and not a half person when you're showing up for a whole partner. So with all of that said, I leave you to decide. To be single or not to be, that is the question. Signing off, yours truly, Shanna Montana.